Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. For more Roy Green, visit RoyGreen.com for podcasts, blogs, highlights, and even a nice picture of Roy. Back to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Why did the uh, the voice just say, visit the Roy Green Show for what, plugs? You see in the top of my head, you know there are no plugs. Whoa. Somebody let the mice out. It's uh, our Saturday edition of the Green Show. Next hour, we're going to begin with James Rosen, the chief Washington correspondent for Fox News Network on what's been going on in the world. Uh, James is also one of the world's great Beatles experts and got into a bit of a contretemps. It's the one word I learned when I was in Quebec. Got into a contretemps with, um, who's that uh, that English troublemaker? What's his name? I forgot his name. Um, used to be on CNN. Was always complaining about American gun laws. Everybody's staring at me. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Anyway, he got into a scrap with him, and uh, and uh, James Rosen cleaned up the floor with their, whatever his name is. Send me uh, send me his name, either on Twitter at the Roy Green Show or email Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. You know who I'm talking about. ISIS went on a killing spree in Syria on Wednesday. The Assad mob unleashed chemical weapons on civilians on Tuesday, and on uh, Thursday night, the United States attacked the Syrian airbase with Tomahawk missiles. Dr. Zudi Jasser is with us on The Roy Green Show, and uh, he spent a lot of time with us over the last 10 years, emigrated uh, to the United States from Syria as a child, former U.S. Navy lieutenant commander, founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, and uh, author of Battle for the Soul of Islam. Dr. Jasser um, blames much of the violence in Syria on U.S. lack of decisiveness. Dr. Jasser, it's been a it's been a, uh, a, a terrible week in uh, in your former home country, where you, as a child, with uh, with ISIS on Tuesday, on, uh, on 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 Wednesday, and uh, Assad on Tuesday. Uh, which which of the two do you want to address first? Well, I think most importantly, we need to address Assad. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is while we're paying attention to it this week because we finally had American action. It's just another week. Actually, today, as you and I speak, the Assad regime has actually stepped up operations in Idlib and has begun air operations and bombing operations uh, at full course, if not heavier than it's ever been in the last few weeks. We knew Idlib was the next town they were coming to. They warned as the uh, um, activities in Aleppo started to shut down and uh, the, the city had been taken back by the regime after the months and months of horrific genocidal operations there uh, they said they were next going to Idlib and that's what they did you know but I think the most important thing about the response from the U.S. government has been that finally he will blink in the future when he does something and for all those who felt that Syrian policy whatever that's going to be from the Trump administration was going to tilt towards Russia and Assad I think reassuringly many of us in the Syrian American community are thinking wow Maybe that's not going to happen. The needle now is tilting away from Russia and Syria. 
Uh, Assad is using the very same air base, is he not, uh, for the attacks today that was attacked by the Tomahawk missiles? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we sent out 57, 58 uh, missiles, and uh, I heard that uh, it uh, not only uh, got that depot, the chemical weapons depot, but uh, I thought that that uh, air base had been uh, demolished in addition to some other networking uh, connectivity or arteries, if you will, for Hezbollah, which were was also a victory. Uh, but uh, he seems to have other mechanisms of operating in that town. Homs uh, had become a stronghold for the Syrian regime, and uh, they are using uh, that and surrounding areas to launch operations. The Russians are still helping them. I mean, the story this week that many missed was that the Russians, we believe, were actually helping them load the chemical ordinances. So there were some Russian soldiers, even though the Russian leadership denied it, there were some Russian soldiers involved again in these war crimes, as we've always known with other operations, the use of barrel bombs and other things that all violate international law. Uh, so uh, there's a lot more to come, but at least for the first time, for the first time, a, a military moral force of good, which is the American military, uh, did something against the Assad regime for the first time in six years. Zudi, clearly uh, uh, Assad is 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 trying to um, trying to do something, create some dynamic. And now he's already been attacked by uh, President Trump. Probably felt that nothing was going to happen because um, Barack Obama was the ditherer in chief for eight years. But what could he? What might his motivation be to uh, to use that very same air base? Uh, you know, the two days after it's attacked. I think because the signal from the Trump administration is that as long as you don't use chemical weapons, uh, you're not going to see much happen afterwards. Uh, you know, uh, Ambassador Haley got a note from another European uh, ambassador who will remain nameless, I guess, but uh, saying thank you for finally exerting some American leadership in what we've been trying to do against Assad. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, I'm not sure if much is going to change as far as how unleashed the Assad regime is to try to finally uh, end this revolution, which will not end until uh, either he has been destroyed or uh, half, if not more, of the Syrian population, which is already displaced, which uh, half, a, half a million are dead. Uh, this revolution will continue. It, it will not just go away. Uh, I think the key is to develop some type of Trump doctrine or strategy that involves and I've laid out a four-point strategy. Number one, get Iran and, and Russia out of there, which I know is difficult, but that's the only way it'll return it to a civil war. Two is to get Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and Turkey's radicalization of the Sunni part of it uh, out of there. Three is to begin to have some no-fly zones to help uh, humanitarian areas and also help the moderates organize. And then fourth is then you see the Assad regime need to be escorted out and defeated. Yeah. And at the same time, ISIS continues to operate, and I know you had concerns, because they killed a significant number of people, and, and there's no idea who these people are. Oh, exactly. I mean, they will continue to try to, to uh, do the, the most grotesque, barbaric acts to, and, in fact, recruit more jihadis. And, you know, I, I folks like Senator Paul and others that said, well, what President Trump did uh, we were not attacked. Uh, they had the bizarre statements that somehow America wasn't attacked, that, so, that uh, uh, we need to get congressional declaration of war. Listen, if, if you look upon the refugees into Europe as being a threat, ISIS is a threat, all of this will not go away with Assad still in power. So we need, this is all connected. You cannot have an ISIS strategy just to kill ISIS. 
Assad is the main reason that ISIS exists. These atrocities will continue from both sides of this evil coin in Syria. You still have family there, right? I do. A lot of family in Aleppo, some in Damascus. We hear from them. Uh, uh, Aleppo now, the water has been, the access to water and food has returned. Uh, so uh, some of the humanitarian uh, issues have decreased. It's still horrific. The buildings are, are awash with destruction, and, and uh, it is just uh, abysmal. But it will not solve with the Assad regime there, and ISIS is feeling squeezed in Iraq, finally, as we have a Secretary of Defense that's actually being given leeway. And I'll tell you, for the first time, the reason this operation happened in uh, in Homs is that we have a president that won't reject recommendations from his military. Yeah. And I think that's what happened, is President Trump received a recommendation that inaction in, in Idlib will be uh, more harmful to national and global security right. than action. So. He allowed them to move forward. Zudi, thank you for the time. It's always, uh, always good talking to you. Thank you for coming on and talking to us today. Anytime. Dr. Zudi Jasser, bye-bye, the uh, founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy and author of Battle for the Soul of Islam. We're back in a minute.